going to talk about the power. We haven't talked about the power in a while directly, although it's all interconnected. First, Corinthians 2, uh, where Paul says, And when I came to you, brethren, I did not come with superior speech or wisdom, proclaiming to you the testimony of God. For I determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. So I determined, if I'm determined to know nothing except Jesus Christ and him crucified, it means I know that Jesus Christ and him crucified is the greater power right so i'm determining i'm determined to know only jesus christ and him crucified i was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling and my message and my preaching were not in persuasive words of wisdom but in the demonstration of the spirit and the power so that your faith would not rest on the wisdom of men but on the power of god so this is a man clearly we all know Paul was a very remarkable, brilliant man, determined to know nothing except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Well, why would you determine to know nothing except Jesus Christ and him crucified? Because you don't want to contaminate the power, right? The power is in Jesus Christ and him crucified, right? You don't want to contaminate the power. So Paul is saying, I determined to get myself out of there. I came and I just preached the gospel and that gospel is the power, right? Paul said it, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel, but it's the power of God to salvation for anyone that believes it. And so he talks about not coming with this superior speech that could contaminate the gospel. How do you really get the power? But Paul is saying right here, by getting yourself out of the way, right? By getting yourself out of the way. You know, there are some great, great, great recipes. You know what? I don't want to experiment with a great recipe. I'll destroy it. Really. I want to keep that recipe authentic. We talked about that. Anyone remember we talked about Wes's Rib House and their, their barbecue sauce? I mean, they, they're known decades and decades and decades. I don't want to experiment with that. You know why? I don't want to destroy the recipe. Well, Robert, you know, throw a little bit of this in there, a little bit of that in there. No, I ruin it. And it's just the same way here with the power of God. What can be more powerful than the power that took the sting out of death? Right? And this is why we are not to be full of ourselves. We are to be empty of ourselves. And this is what Paul is talking about here. I, I determined to know nothing except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Well, Paul was a legal scholar. Clearly, he knew a lot, but he knew that that would not give 
the power that was needed, right, to change things for people in this church. I want to look, you to look at verse six. Yet we do speak wisdom among those who are mature, a wisdom, however, not of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are passing away, but we speak God's wisdom in a mystery, the hidden wisdom, which God predestined before the ages to our glory. The wisdom which none of the rulers of this age has understood, for if they had understood it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. You know, you want wisdom, ask God for it. Ask God for that wisdom. Listen, I've had some uh, great mentors when I was in, in graduate school. I had some great, great, great mentors. But for as great as those mentors were, you know, great knowledge, very bright people, what they told me wouldn't get anybody free. It's the wisdom of God that I use in my counseling. It's the wisdom. It's the wisdom of God that you are to apply to your day-to-day uh, um, life. And now, my mentors, I, I can tell you about psychopharmacology, uh, med, so many other things, but that doesn't get people free. That treats people. That just treats people. We don't want to treat anyone. We want to liberate people. There's a big difference. Do you want to be made whole? Well, then you need the wisdom of God. Do you want your life to be totally changed? Or do you just want your life to continue on? No, you want your life to be totally changed. You want your life to be totally transformed. You need the power, not of this world. You need the power of God. You need the wisdom of God. So Paul is talking first and foremost about the power. I came with this demonstration of the spirit and of power. Then he talks about the wisdom of God. Two incredibly powerful combinations. Look what he says. Things which eye has not seen and ear has not heard, which have not entered the heart of man. All that God has prepared for those that love him, that can only come through the power of the spirit. You know, I know that tomorrow is going to be okay, whether I live or not, because of the power of the spirit, because of what God shows me through the spirit. It's so comforting, really. It is so comforting. Do you know, for a long time, I had a fear, even years after I came out of, uh, of, of Butler, which was 2000, that's 21 years ago. I, but for many years after, I had such a fear that I was going back, really. It was this wisdom. It wasn't what any of the doctors said. In fact, the doctors actually say, oh, you're going to be a med for the rest of your life. Oh, you're not going to be able to do all of the things that you're doing. Oh, those years of you being... Uh, professional out there in the world doing those are over now uh, uh, young man it was only the wisdom of God even when I came off the medication I heard the voice of God I never would have come off the medication if I didn't hear the, the voice of God because I knew it was going to be over for me 
if I had another episode, you have to get the voice of God. If you focus now on these studies that we are doing, just redirecting your thoughts, getting this word in your mind and looking to experience it, not just read it, I guarantee your life will be totally transformed. I'm telling you, totally, totally transformed. Verse 10, for to us, God revealed them through the spirit, for the spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, the thoughts of God, no one knows except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may know the things freely given to us by God, which things we also speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the spirit, combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual wisdom. If you're using the world system, you are just playing trial and error with your life. Really, trial and error with your life. Whereas the spiritual wisdom, the information that you get through your spirit is a solution. It's a silver bullet. It is a solution. 2005, 3rd of April, I heard the voice of the coming off the medication. I'm boom. Boom. That was it. Never look back. Now, the world system, let me tell you what it is. Just playing Russian roulette with your life. That's the world. Whereas this is a definite, and listen to this, but a natural man, when we talk about natural man yesterday, does not accept the things of the spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually appraised. You know, I remember, I remember Someone saying to me, you know, don't come off uh, the med. You're doing well on the, on the med. No, just stay on there. You're doing better. You know, that was a natural mind. But what are, what are we? Here's what we are. But he who is spiritual or he who is supernatural, right? Because it's spiritual here. That he is supernatural, appraises all things, yet he himself is appraised by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he will instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. So what is think better, live better? It's about not thinking clearer, not thinking uh, uh, um, uh, smarter, it's about thinking like Christ. This is what we are talking about. We are developing the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ is able to give us a solution for every occasion. You can only develop the mind of Christ by feasting on the word of God. If you have a natural mind, you look for natural solutions. If you have a natural mind, you are going to be 
looking for whatever you feel is logical. It wasn't logical. I remember, I remember I was living, I lived in Edgewood then. It's a, and Edgewood is a little area of Cranston. And there's a little yacht club down there. And I used to, then I had a golden retriever uh, called Sonny. And then I used to walk my dog around that area. And I remember, I remember just hearing that come off the mat. It didn't even make any sense. Did not make any sense. But you know what didn't make sense, but it made miracles. Here's what we should be looking to do now. We Paul is talking about us living supernaturally. Yes, it's okay for things to make sense, but a supernatural man does not is not confined to the senses, is not confined to logic, because if you are just confined to logic, everything you accomplish will be calculated. No, you want to be able to accomplish a lot more than your calculation. I never would have been able to calculate coming off the meds because people with bipolar one disorder don't come off meds. They're on medication for the rest of their life. How could you calculate that? Really? What Ruth said, how could you calculate that? coming off the oxygen after they've already told you six, eight, we're living beyond calculation. We are living, and it's not that God is against common sense, it's that God is beyond the senses. That's what we have to see. It, he is beyond it. God can make that darkness light. The Bible says, right, that God spoke to the darkness, let there be light. Well, that's what he's doing right now. He's speaking into our situation. Let there be light. Let, let this situation be fixed where there's brokenness. Let this situation be turned around that's upside down, right? Let this situation that's crooked be straight. Let this impossible be possible, right? The Bible says that everything in creation, there was, there was no form. It was chaos. It was chaotic. And God brought order. Well, doesn't that sound like many of our lives, right? Doesn't it sound, Robert, you don't know the mess that my life's in. You couldn't even calculate it. You know what? Get there's no practical number on this planet that you could calculate my problem. That's where why you need the supernatural solution. That let there be, right? God created everything out of nothing. Of course, God. If God can create everything out of nothing, God can recreate a mess. Are met into something that is good, right? If he created the word is ex nihilo, ex nihilo out of nothing. So we get the word uh, uh, um, nihilistic from. If somebody now that means there's nothing, there's nothing created or fatalistic. 
It means it's coming to nothing, but God brought nothing to something. So God can bring order to disorder. God can bring uh, uh, light out of darkness. In fact, the Bible says he brought the light and the darkness could not comprehend it. And that's what I mean. We cannot think naturally. We have to now start thinking supernaturally. And how do I think supernaturally? See, it's easy to calculate. Well, if I do this and I do this, I'll get this. Well, God doesn't want you to think like that. You know why God doesn't want you to think like this? Because if you think like that, you have no room in your equation for God. In fact, thinking like that, you negate God. This is why God needs you to think supernaturally. So you can say, that, whoa, God, it's only you that could have done this. This is why God doesn't want us thinking like natural men. As I said, the natural men are bound to the natural world. The supernatural people, they are boundless. They are boundless. We have to think supernaturally. This was a man who, after Christ, in fact, the Apostle Paul is the most influential man, man in all of Western civilization, single-handedly turned the world upside down. It was supernaturally. Plus, he had a thorn in the flesh. How on earth do you do that? It's supernatural. Really, it is supernatural. When the Bible says that we are more than conquerors, being a conqueror is enough, but being more than a conqueror, that's a superlative, right? More than a conquer conqueror. That is, it's an excess that is needed for the job, right? It is an excess. You are super, super duper conqueror wow well really super duper conqueror right so you're more than enough and you've got more than enough why this god that can give us this wisdom through the spirit why this god that paul says you know he came with without this persuasive word of men's wisdom Paul is talking about, I didn't come with persuasive words. I came, I was determined to know nothing except Jesus Christ and him crucified. What is Paul talking about? Paul is talking about, I came. In fact, he even says, I came with fear and with trembling so that nobody would be able to put their faith in what I did. Why wouldn't it be able to put their faith in what I did, Paul is saying? Because I didn't do anything. Because I didn't do anything. It was the spirit and of power. You know what Paul is talking about? That the power, what it did is Jews and Gentiles now are in this church together. What Paul is talking about is he came, he didn't come with persuasive words of men's wisdom. These two groups at this time, they hated each other. He came in this demonstration of the spirit and of power, right? What has he talked about in chapter one? He has talked about the power that is in the cross. 
for the message of the cross. In fact, that is actually, actually in the original version, it says for the word of the cross. So this cross is speaking for the word of the cross to those who are perishing, it's foolishness. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Here's what we have to understand, right? Is the cross, the crucifixion was an event, but the cross is still speaking. It still has power. Jesus says that when I'm lifted up, I will draw all men to myself. We have to understand this. And I know Satan is probably coming to some minds now. Don't listen to that guy. Oh, no, it's nothing. Yeah, you're saved. No, here's what the cross should be. The cross should be used as a daily application for us. The cross is speaking. The cross is still providing. The cross provided your, uh, um, your, your forgiveness of sin. But your, the cross is also providing whatever it is pertaining to life and godliness. That's what we have to understand. Everything pertaining to life and godliness. You want healing? Go to the cross. You know, your deliverance? Go to the cross. It's the event that overcome every event in history. It divided history. The cross is the power of God. That's what we have to understand. Don't ever just think of the cross as a means to salvation. Oh, the cross is also a means to sanctification and glorification. Everything pertaining to life and godliness. Understand that. So what is the cross? The cro Everything that God made good initially that was lost due to the fall, the cross reversed it. So the cross is the antidote. That's what you have to understand. The cross is the antidote for everything that you need. We are to experience the cross, really. We are to live in that power. And this is what Paul said. I came in a demonstration of the spirit and of power. The Bible says you can do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or think through the power that works within us. Well, how did the power that works within us get within us? Through the cross through the cross. And that's what you have to understand. Through the cross, the enemy's back has been broken. His kingdom has been defeated. And Jesus Christ is Lord of all. Understand one thing. Think supernaturally. Whatever you need God to do for you, Please lift it up in prayer and say, Lord, because of the power of the cross, because of the, the supernatural power you've given to me, Lord God, I know in Jesus' name I consider this done. Lord God, I will have hope 
every day because of the cross, really. Expect to have problems because without problems, you wouldn't see your need for God in your daily lives, really. So expect to have problems, but expect God to take care of them. This is why I emphasize testimonies. And I'm going to, this is going to be something we're going to be doing at the beginning each and every time. That, those testimonies are going to be a sweet offering to God. We thank you, God, for what you've done. And we thank you, God, for what you're going to continue to do in our lives. Mm -hmm.